podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What's up, people? This is the Talk and Tactics Podcast. My name is Daniel. I'm Mitch. You know what? It's become a trope to where I'm not even like salty or like I'm not even like. You know what? We should do that again. Just you know, people might expect it at this point. Look, man. If you if you don't know that I like to eat when doing stuff, as listened to me for four years, then exactly. So, yeah. Look. So if you don't know, you don't know. But anyway, no, you do. we do the podcast every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. Leave us a five star review, and we will read it on the show. And we have a Patreon page, so check us out on Patreon. Oh, three, please do join us. Three dollars a month. Um, you get access to man. We've been doing extras for a while, so there's basically a whole other podcast world. You get access to the Discord server, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff. So please do check that out. Have hope. Where can people find you on the internet before we get started? Halfafootballhot.com. Link is in the description. So yeah, shout out to Nini for hopping on with us last week. Much appreciated. What do you want to start, man? You see, the thing is that this is the last show before the transfer window shuts. Mm-hmm. So obviously, this has to be like a deadline day esque thing. But we can actually do something that's breaking, breaking Ooh. news. This doesn't happen on Mondays often, but Mbappe is staying. I mean, Real Madrid have officially withdrawn their bids and so forth. So they will not be increasing their bids. So it is official. Kylian Mbappe is staying. We are getting Marshall Mathers Slim Shady for at least one year. That's PSG. (laughs) And And also, I I would like to say that journalism. Journalism. You see, I'm not a journalist, but I worked with journalists for three years. You know, professional journalists for three years. And what's these journalists tell me, and they've done work for CNN, in BBC, Al Jazeera, all that stuff is, you know, ensure that the information you're putting out there is correct. Mm-hmm. Because you are, you live and die off your sources. Yep. So before I write anything, my journalists will say, are you sure? Are you sure? I said, well, I got it. Well, no, let's just wait until we get several more trustworthy sources before we, we put out this story. So yes, it's 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 good and it's great, but we don't know this site. We don't know these people. Let's hear it from here, 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 and here. Boom, that we can roll with it. Because we can't put out something, then find out that it's not true because whatever place wouldn't trust us to put it out there. So the issue you have with these clowns known as at Madrid Zone and at Infinite Madrid is their propaganda sites. So what they do is let's put out stuff that makes Real Madrid fans happy. And makes them hopeful. It isn't entrenched in any truth. It doesn't follow any journalistic practices. It's literally, hmm, what can we do just to really get guys excited? That's a lot of Madrid fans actually felt fell for this stuff, man. So that's not exactly true. And I mean, as, it's not exactly true. I'll explain. I used to write for Bleach Report. I worked at Bleach Report for oh, 15. Really? 15, 16, 17, like four years. Ooh, well um, done, Daniel. That, that, that's amazing, man. How how and, was it? Well, I was I was a freelancer, but oh, wow. you know, so you know, they were they were they were paying me my little, you know, few hundred dollars a month. Oh, I'm, being, I'm, I'm being modest, but that's 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 um that's sweet. And one thing I would notice was but most of the stories that you know you would find on the feed, it's people would attribute them to bleacher report, so they would say, you know. Bleach Report reports X, Y, Z. But they don't really have any reporters out in the field. What they do is they're a news aggregate. It does it does kind of go to your thing about where, you know, they just they post a bunch of stuff. But they're posting it from journalists around the world. It's not like Bleach Report had their own Chelsea journalist who was out there in the field, like, asking questions necessarily. Like, I, I think some of the freelancers got the opportunity, but nobody was in there breaking stories. If you look at the Madrid Zone page, it's not Madrid Zone coming up with the stuff. It's they go to those journalists who are on the beat, so to speak, and they post everything that they find from those journalists who are supposed to have the integrity, who are supposed to have the sources checked. So if you if you look at their tweets, they'll put it in parentheses at 
such and such journalist at such and such. Like the the news that just came out, I saw it from Madrid Zone, but it was parentheses RMC Sport, which is in France. Daniel, it's... I ain't looking at their tweets anymore, man. Those those guys are clowns. Let's <laughs> let, 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 let's just put the grab. They are, they are, they are your but no, 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 clowns. No, they aren't. They collect all of the news that's reported about Real Madrid. No, then that's what check, they do. Check for its veracity. You can't just post stuff that says, okay, first of all, wait, wait, if you say, if this journalist says a thing, say, okay, how truthful is this? Where did the journalist get it from? How many other people are, are saying it? You can't. But it's not Madrid's own fault. It's, it's, it's yes, not it Madrid's own yes, fault. Is. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Who makes they don't the post tweet? anything original, is what I'm trying to get across. Like Bleacher Report didn't posted? post anything original. Except like opinion pieces, like what I did. But do those, but do they post those those tweets? Yes or no? Yes. They're going to other people's pages, getting old. I I, I know they do that. But who posts the tweets on Madrid Zone? It is a Madrid Zone admin or something. So the very the moment you post that tweet, I can call you a clown. Now I can call those other journalists a clown, but I can also call you a, a clown as well. For because, for what reason though? Is it like their lack of discretion that you're yeah, mad about? Because. You are just posting anything that you read and see and putting it out there. Whereas what you should do as a responsible person is, yes, we cover Real Madrid. But if we're responsible, let's cover Real Madrid in the most truthful manner. So we're giving Real Madrid fans the truth. Hence why I say that you're a propaganda machine. You see, say what you are. Say we are at Madrid Zone, a propaganda machine, which is we try and put stuff out there that is to but they report positive, the as bad things as well because they they posted just now Mbappe's not coming. I don't, no, no, I don't no, know. No. If, I, don't, I don't know if I'm explaining myself correctly. No, 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 no. There's nothing to explain. There's nothing to explain. The bottom line is you're making it seem like they're coming up with news. They're if, not. No, 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 no. I know not. That's not about them coming up with news. Anything that's on your Twitter page, that's your responsibility mm -hmm. because you don't have to tweet that. Nobody's putting a gun into your head saying, tweet that. So even if you're not coming up with the stories yourself, you're taking them from someone else, the fact you put it on there, under, at Madrid Zona, this is Real Madrid news, you are feeding mostly Real Madrid fans lies. Real Madrid fans don't follow <laughs> journalist X or journalist Y. They follow Madrid Zone. They follow Infinite Ma Ma Madrid. And they're relying on, yeah, this is the home for all news Real Madrid Hopefully the news is are, true. That's that's what they're doing though. Whether it's right or wrong, that's up that's up to the journalists who are posting the news in the first place. Then it's a responsibility to, to check whether it's true or not. And if you can't be positive that it's true, don't post it. The fact that you post it means that you're that you're a bunch of clowns. Like and, then you know, there's nothing you can say that will make me think otherwise. They are clowns. I've already inducted. Oh no, them. I'm, I'm not. Clowns, I'm not disagreeing so. with your point that they need to be more uh, discerning with the tweets that they post. I think we can all agree with that. But it's just that I think some people actually think that, yo, these guys are coming up with the news themselves. <laughs> it's like, nah, they're just going to all of the places where they know that they can get Madrid news. And then they filter everything and they put it all in one place. And then they leave it to the users to decide or the readers to decide what is believable and what isn't. And, and you're saying don't leave that in the people's hands. You should no, have no, no, a but, responsibility no, no, but, for yourself. No, people already know that they don't post it because everything they post, they have the tag of the place they got it from you'd like, be surprised at, bro. oh no no no! i've seen the, the tweets I've i'm not saying it. i'm not saying you i'm saying the general person because again as oh, someone who well, used well, to write for bleach report i used to hear man bleach report man y'all don't post it man y'all news is this y'all news is that i'm like they don't do that they just collect everybody else's stuff and they put it in one place and they leave it in your hands to decide what is believable who's trustworthy who isn't now again this is where i agree with you leaving that power in the people's hands Probably not the wisest thing, because again, people are going to want to believe what they want to believe, and this is why we oh Mbappe's done, it hits the deal is finished, all of this kind of stuff. But that's not real news necessarily. It's just what someone thinks based on what they heard, which is what goes back to your original point about integrity. I didn't go to I didn't go to journalism school. I think I took maybe one or two classes, and one of the things they taught you was like you need at least like two verifiable sources to post anything or to print anything. I think these guys might have like they heard something from one guy, like hearsay. Like, yo, I heard from the janitor at the Bernabeu that Mbappe is coming. So then they posted. <laughs> well, it's like, no, nah, you need like somebody who's next to Perez and then somebody who's next to NASA. And then that would be a source that uh, a story that you could print because you have two sources. You wouldn't give them up, but you have you've done your due diligence.
these guys should post anything. So I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just trying to make it clear to people that like Madrid zone isn't to blame necessarily. They're just combining everything that they get from anywhere. And, and I'm telling the people that they also blame clowns. I think the actual clowns are the people who are reporting like hearsay. Oh, no, oh, no, them too as well. No, no, they're all clowns. The, those journalists and Madrid zone, Influence Madrid, all of them. What all about... <laughs> I saw today, uh, you know, the El, El Trangrito. Chiringuito, Chiringuito. Yeah. Chiringuito. Is it El Chiringuito? Is that what yeah. it's called? Okay. Chiringuito. Like, bro, that dude was on my timeline. Like, Mbappe, why are you happy? Why are you celebrating? You're on social media. I'm like, bro, this guy is gross, man. I don't like that dude, man. <laughs> I don't like him. Tick tock, tick First of all, his mouth, man. I can't, look, I can't watch him speak. I'm just like, man, it's mad annoying. He's like a lizard. He would complain if a Madrid player didn't celebrate, didn't tweet, didn't show up to play. It's like he wants him to just be an asshole to get your way out. That's disgusting behavior. I hope I'm not an old man. I mean, my birthday's tomorrow, so I'm oh, getting older. But, um. <laughs> oh, 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 so you have the same birthday as Joe Biden? We don't have to discuss this. <laughs> oh, oh, it is. Hey. Oh, yeah, because 1990, he's, he, he's 1980. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't want to be one of those old dudes that's talking shit to like a young kid. That dude's like 60, 70 years old. I don't know how old he is. Maybe he's 50 and he looks old. But Mbappe's 20. He's old enough to be your son, maybe even a grandson. Like, leave him alone, man. I don't want to be one of those dudes, man. It's like 70 years old on the podcast talking shit about somebody that was born in 2040. I don't like that dude. <laughs> but <laughs> he makes a popular show. So, <laughs> Yo, people were comparing him to you, man. How do you feel about that? Pedrol, is that his name? How are you comparing him to me? In what sense? Maybe it's like the flamboyance, maybe. No, but, but look, at the end of the day, people want to be entertained, but it's entertaining. Yeah. Real Madrid aren't getting Mbappe, it seems. Who knows? There's still some time left. No, look, they're not getting Mbappe. And, and, and also, if you're Real Madrid, it's pretty stupid because why pay 200, 220 now when you can get him in January on a pre-contract? And yeah. if you're PSG, you're really it's it's a wild gamble because if he decides not to sign a contract extension, bro, then you lose him for free. <laughs> so you can either get 180 for him now. Or losing for a free and still have to pay Monaco 35. Do you respect their decision or do you find it wayward? I can understand the decision. If I'm extremely rich and missing out on 200 is not an issue, it makes sense. If you're marketing this whole Mbappe, Neymar, Messi, Mbappe, Neymar, Messi, hey, let's have this for at least one year. And who mm-hmm. knows? Maybe there's like that 1% chance that if this year goes really well, and they play really well, and Mbappe really enjoys playing with Messi. Maybe he changes his mind. So, if if they are rich, and this is also an issue, it's a win win for for them. So it's like, I don't, oh, let's let's have this for one year. I don't think you're ri- I don't think you're rich, or you stay rich by two hundred million euros not being a big deal to you. I don't, I don't think you know how rich these guys are. I, I know, yeah, you have to look at the bigger picture here. We may lose two hundred million, but if we market this trio the way that we would. We could make a lot of money mm-hmm. in marketing, promotion, and so forth. In like, we have the three best players in the world playing for our team, plus, plus, plus. And it's like just for because PSG, it's all by marketing campaign with Jordan and everything. So, like, look, we have to at least have this for, for one year. We can't just have this for at least one year because this is such a rarity to have three of the best players in the world in our team right now. So, I understand it, but I think it's dumb because essentially you're saying a year loan of Mbappe. Is worth two hundred million euros. I don't know. It's, I mean, yeah, I don't think that's it's, it's, it's stupid financially. It, 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 it's it's dumb. it can't it's dumb. like if I was their accountant. It's your club. Do what you want. But oh yeah, it's it's, it's and, stupid. And in the back of my mind, I'd be like, these guys are actually crazy. And do you know what it is? This is this mm. is my this is my theory. When was the last time PSG had a player poached from them, or even attempted? Yeah, I can't remember. People maybe might try to make the argument for Verratti, but. I don't think that was poaching. This is the first time that PSG concretely and with evidence had a team, the caliber of Real Madrid, trying to take a player who wants to leave. And I don't think they know how to handle it. Because normally, PSG are the ones who are trying to get a player. They'll go and they'll get Mbappe from Monaco. They'll go and they'll get Neymar from Barcelona. They'll go and they'll get Zlatan from Milan. They'll go and they'll get Messi from Barcelona, although that might not have been in their hands, but... You know, they're the ones who normally we have to go get the player who's in his prime, 
and hopefully we can convince him to come. And then once he's here, we got to make sure they can't leave. <laughs> so right. Neymar, you're here. We're going to do everything we can to make sure that you stay. Getting players to come to Paris is a challenge in and of itself based on the ranking system, I guess, in Europe of where the French league sits. Mm. It was rare, I thought, that they get the young, hot prospects. That was Mbappe. But you're not getting somebody who was in his prime. You're getting someone who's entering his prime, who has his own ideas of what he wants to do, where he wants to go. When he's a kid, he has the posters of Ronaldo and the Real Madrid jerseys all in his room. Like It's clear what he, where he wants to go, where he sees himself. PSG have never had to deal with this at least in their current formation, where they're one of the world superpowers, that a player wants to go. He's not even in his prime, really. He's a star, and he wants Madrid. Do we let him go, or do we keep him? Maybe if they had more experience or if they were more established, because they've only been, really been in existence for, like, what, 10 years, maybe? Mm. <laughs> with the with the Qataris, maybe they let him go. But I think they're fumbling the bag, if I'm honest. You're letting Madrid get Mbappe on a free transfer when they're offering you $200 million, which they won't be able to spend if they spend it now next year, mm. given the financial situation that Perez has always been claiming that Real Madrid are in. I don't know where they're getting $200 million to offer in the first place. But if that goes, then the Holland deal next summer, the Pogba deal next summer, any deal that Real Madrid wants to do next summer, is hurt by the fact that they have to pay an almost world record fee for a player that you can get for free in four months. Mm. But now if Mbappe is just going to sign for free, they get to keep that $200 million And next summer, they got bullets in the chamber for whoever they want. It's a strategic blunder for PSG. Like, take the money. I'll ask you. With the M&M, <laughs> the, <laughs> the Slim Shady front three, mm. what are the chances... PSG win the Champions League? Percentage, I would say 65%. So, okay, if this was a pie, you're giving PSG 65% of the pie? I don't no, I don't want to think of it as a pie. I just say 65% chance. And that 65% is talent is talent, quality is quality. So because the quality is there, they are still one of the best teams in there for talent. But why I'm not going to go higher to 75 or 80 is because they don't have a striker. And what's made MSN work is that they had a striker. Mbappe isn't a striker. He's a goal scorer. He's a striker. Those are two very different things. All because you're a good goal scorer doesn't mean that you know how to play the role of a striker. And yeah, you may be able to score against Rim and Evian FC and Croissant United. But against Respect. a... Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, no. I would say Croissant United. So against um, a Bayern a Chelsea and Atletico, the better teams with much better defenders, mm-hmm. you not having an actual striker, which is the proper structure that, that you need, is going to be problematic. And right. Pochettino. Mm. The best example is, I always use the example of a movie. Oh my gosh, this movie has Denzel, directed by Ridley Scott, Hans Zimmer's doing the music. It's going to be amazing. Who's writing this thing? No, no, no. No, but who's writing it? Like Al Pacino said that, you can praise me only once for playing Tony Montana everything. I was just saying the words that Oliver Stone wrote. So people always forget that, wait, who's actually writing the scripts that has Denzel, Russell Crowe, Ridley Scott is directing, Hans Zimmer's doing the music, but who's actually, like, what's Roger Deakins, the cinematographer, who's actually writing the script? You have your oh, Mbappe, Neymar, this, that's okay, but who is the manager? Who is the guy that has the blueprint? That's important. And as people have found, yes, Real had Christian thing and so forth, Zidane was important. And even now, I don't rate him the high as a manager, but after seeing the Euros, maybe we need to give Luis Enrique a bit of credit. Yes, what? Was... Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yes, I would understand. But I do think that, no, after seeing what he did with Spain in this Euros, maybe he did have, a, he should be given a little bit of credit for MSN. Not say what, but a little bit of credit. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to hear that from your mouth today. Um, I said a bit, not a lot, man. I don't know, but like it was, at one point it was zero credit. But I think your, your line is correct, given the logic that you've exhibited in the past. You can put all the players, the super teams you want together. That's not a guarantee that you're going to win. That's on top of kind of the more, I don't know. There's just something about football that whatever we think is going to happen, the opposite will happen. I don't know if that's a more like spiritual element or esoteric element. I don't know. But I mean, I always gave him slight credit. Come on. You have the greatest front three ever assembled. Arguably the greatest midfield ever. You could ar- make an argument for the for the right back being the greatest right back ever. 
<laughs> it's like, bro, your your team was it was too good, basically. So Real Madrid, how does this affect their season? And I think Real were already planning for a season with Hasan because I think the plan was always see this was just like, oh, if you get Mbappe now, damn. But I think the plan was always we're gonna get Mbappe, Haaland, maybe Pogba next summer, and this is just a patch up drop rebuild. Let's just see what we can do this year with the players we have. And then next year is because obviously next year is when the Benabeo is unveiled, I think. Mm-hmm. So next year is when aha, we can now go special and this is now the new Madrid. So this is just like a um stopgap. That's that's gonna happen. So it doesn't it doesn't really affect them anyway. Like this was always what it was gonna be. They just thought, oh, maybe we can just you know um cover all bases down so that we don't risk not getting on Barpe. But yeah, like, it's always about okay. Benzema still is Benzema. These guys are still rolling through. So, yeah, you know. I think it puts a lot of pressure on Benzema, who already yeah. has a lot on him. Yeah, yeah, he had some amount of pressure last year. Uh, look, he can, he can handle it. He can carry it. Easy. I was watching the game they played. Was it Betis? Mm. Trying to watch Gareth Bale make runs in behind in 2021. It hurts, man. You know when he shrugged off, was it Bartra? That guy's long gone, man. Wait, that's good, that's almost good, a decade good. ago, so it makes sense. But he just, oh, no, no, I think that was 2014, I think. Was it? Think. He tried to make this run. That doesn't seem like the Gareth Bale I know. Yeah, so Benzema is going to need help. Hazard's... No, we, we, we cannot. Um, <laughs> Vinicius. Vinicius. He's, he's doing his thing, man. He's doing his thing. There's man. hot and cold Vinicius. Last week was hot Vinicius. This week, eh, lukewarm, cold, somewhere in there. So if they had Mbappe, just somebody who could run in behind, pace, scores goals, it would put them in good standing to to perhaps win the league. With the with the Messi situation, it's an open book. I think Madrid could win despite not even having an Mbappe or Hazard playing well. They could just find the points wherever they find it. You wanted to talk about Hudson Odoi though. I think I think it's interesting a point that you used to make about. Who do you roll with, the player or the institution? You know, and a lot of people, because they're like tribalistic, they will always roll with the institution. Mm-hmm. And my thing about it is that if you're Horton Andoy, you go to Marina's office with a nuke and say, either Marina and Sukal, you go in there with a the nuke and say, either you guarantee me a starting spot or let or let me go. And you have to put to say, no, I want to go. Because my thing is, you can have all the potential in the world. You can't improve on the bench. You can't improve in training. You have to improve playing matches yeah. and a lot of minutes. And Dortmund, the orphanage, is the place in which you can go. <laughs> and, you can, and, you can, and, and, and you can roll through. So The orphanage. It is. Um, Tuchel is annoying. He says the right things, but he doesn't do them always. Mm. And it's quite annoying for someone to know better, but not to do better. And that's what I find annoying about Tuchel. So Tuchel came out and he said something to the effect of, he's not playing as well in games as he as he does in training. And I think he said something like, perhaps it's a little bit of, it's it's my fault because I'm not playing him in his best position because I'm playing him as a wing back. And I'm like, well, if you know he's not a wingback, why are you playing him as a wingback? Basically, you're saying if I put him out there, I'm cutting his legs off. But, you know, he's not playing well when I cut his legs off. Duh. Callum Hudson-Odoi should be playing behind the striker. But it's just that Chelsea have Mount, Ziyech, Pulisic, Werner, and Havertz in those positions. Mm. When Pulisic was bought, everybody knew that was a threat to Hudson Odoi. We knew that. Werner has increasingly become one because maybe you could say he could play where Lukaku plays, and there's only four options behind the striker instead of Hudson Odoi. But with with the addition of Lukaku, he's probably going to end up playing behind Lukaku in most instances, or just not playing at all. Um, he's not he's not going to get ahead of Havertz. He's not going to get ahead of Mount. And Ziyech, yeah, you know, it could go, <laughs> it could go either way, depending. But th- that's where he should be playing, closer to goal, and not having to defend because he's not a defender. Um, that's like, would you play Marcus Alonso or Reese James in behind the striker? No, you wouldn't. That's not what they do. So putting Hudson Odoi on the wing and being like, "Yo, you gotta go forward and backwards, and you have to defend," 
that's never going to work. It it slightly worked in the first game, if you remember. He played him as a wing back against Wolves. Oh yeah. But then he came out and said, "I didn't know he'd never played wing back before." So he just assumed that he had played that position. Mm. We can make our assumptions why he might think that, but. Mm. <laughs> I, just, I just think if if you know better, then do better. And if you aren't in the position to do better by him, there are clubs who want him. Leicester wants him. Dortmund wants him. Bayern wanted him at one. Oh, no, point. no, no, but, but, but you see, that's see, that's why you're in a tough position again. Think of it like if you're Tuchel right now, mm-hmm. what you always want in the manager is options. Options, options for days. You want a plan A to a plan Z, and you always want to say, just on a rainy day, I can rely on X and think it to come through. Mm. So I was in a position where, like, oh my gosh, he's injured, he's injured, he's suspended. Oh, and I have to play this guy that has no business playing this position. But I was where if for Hudson and Doyle, you have to be forceful because you're just going to be used as a utility player, which is okay if Mounts is injured. ZH is on fit things and if it's okay, I'm gonna just throw you there. Yeah. So you're just you're just gonna be there to deputize if guys are not around or maybe for the odd FA Cup game here and there, but it's not really part of the actual team. So if you're Hudson Doyle, you're like because because I know his brother is his agent, you've got to be like, I've got to worry about number one. And my thing is, I will not this is Chelsea we are dealing with here, and this is a team that is known for constantly buying players, buying players, buying players. This ain't a club known for ah oh, we don't respect our academy. We're gonna bring guys in. <laughs> let's let's keep it real. I'm gonna kick it with a stack. I went to the Chelsea mega store. Uh, when it was I think two two days ago. Guess who is plastered almost everywhere in the mega store? Lukaku. Go lighter and shorter. Mount. There we go. Cool. You you got there. I I wanted to say Mount first, but I was like, there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a way. Man, like it's only one. The, the only image of of Lukaku is when you approach towards the. Um, and it's funny. Yeah, it's, it's it's when you actually approach the stadium, like like the entrance, and it's Lukaku next. Why were you to, in the mega store? Oh no, no, I was filming the preview. Ah, okay. So what's happened with you, man? What's going it's, on? It's it's look. <laughs> what I'm seeing look. you on 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 your streams with. Chelsea. Look, look, they won. Look, they won. I, actually, 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 off record, I've got to tell you a funny story that I can't actually tell on here. But that's all right, no, save it. We can save it. Yes, no, 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 no. But no, look, look, they won. See, I'm, I'm complicated, but I'm look. They won the UCL, man. They won the UCL. So it's, it is. On, this. Is that why we can't do the complicated Chelsea show anymore? <laughs> oh no, no, it's no, no. Oh, no honestly, no, no. I'll even put it here. It's. There's just so much, so many moving pieces right now. So much stuff to, to do. If you forget, I'm one man. I'm one guy. I'm one guy doing the editing, the writing, the filming. This It's a lot of work. A lot of work. Like, you would not even imagine how much work it is. It's incredible. Oh, you know, so. Well, you know, because people are making the assumption the show's not on because Half Hope is no longer complicated. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 look, look. No, no, no. It's like, I'll always be complicated to a degree, but... <laughs> Look, you know, look, they, they won the UCL, man. Come on, they, they, they won the, it, it was an emotional time. I mean, because I didn't think, because I, I assumed they wouldn't win it. They won the championship. Look, things have, okay, look, it's, 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 so anyway, your, your, your point was when you go to the mega store, Mount is the face you yes. see. You go to the mega store, bro, Mount is the first thing that you see as you approach. There's a massive thing on him around, and like his, his shirt is literally next to the, um, um, turn style thing of where you you basically cash out place. So he's everywhere. They're subliminally making people buy his shirt is what they're doing. Oh yeah, of course. And if the more people that have his shirt, the more excuse they have to put him in. Yeah, like... No, no, no. But you see, you basically once you just go to the stadium, it is very obvious who Chelsea's guy is. It's Mount. Mm. Like they've really therefore made him like like the guy. So once they've done that, Mount is in a situation where. Okay, you've now been earmarked, and the people have just chosen you. But we've now seen Tammy at Roma; mm-hmm. he had to leave. And also, do you can realize that? Look, let's just keep it real. Then they're not going to make a black youth academy product the face of Chelsea. That's just being okay, like. Let's just cut the crap. Let's just talk real talk. That's just a fact. Like you're not Mount. 
Mans will always be more loved by the Chelsea faithful than you are. So if you're Hudson Odoi, you've got to push for... No, 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 here's the thing. Push for them because if you go out and you're supremely amazing, they may buy you back. But you know, I'm even going to go a step further. You look at De Bruyne and... Um, what's Salah. his face? And Salah. They were there. They went there, exploded. Chelsea didn't see... They were like, okay, fine. For Hudson Odoi... What you have to do, because I, I know it's, it's difficult. I cannot because I can put them, I can put my mind into the mind of Tammy and Horton and Doyle, which is that you've grown up here, you've been a part of this whole thing, it's been a, a large part of you, and so forth. Like there's even this um advert with Rich James and Lauren James, his sister, mm-hmm. where these guys are like they've been Chelsea since they were like youth, Six. since they were like very yeah. young, and so forth. Since it was a big deal when his sister came back to Chelsea. So I can understand that, but if I was advising him, but like remove yourself out of that sentiment and worry about do you just want to be successful as a Chelsea player or do you just want to be successful as a player? Mm. You should just want to be successful as a player and Dortmund is a perfect platform for you to be the very best you that you can be. So you've got to divorce yourself from ah, Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea and be like, boom, I want to I, I want to now go out and... Because Hosno Doi at Dortmund in the Bundesliga... But the funny thing is this. Here's the thing. Let's see. I mean, let's let's talk to me after 20 games. Because Sancho has only had a few games. I remember you talked about Bundesliga tax. Bundesliga tax may not only be for goal scorers. When Haller was scoring all those goals, it was a goal against Schalke. Like one mm. of the really good ones he scored last season. I told you guys, Haller doesn't score that goal in a different league. Why? Because... Schalke, they applied zero pressure on Sancho. He just had all the time in the world to pick his pass. In a different league, Sancho's getting harried. Someone's coming. He's coming to tackle him. So the Mm. time and space that a passer has in Bundesliga, we have to look into that too? But nobody has an assist tax because that just seems – that's just cruel. (laughs) You're just just piling on. We don't care about assists like that. We're, We're talking about goals. Again, I put it number one in terms of entertainment. So my list goes Germany, England, France, Spain, Italy. But Italy is slowly getting better. Italy's getting better, man. Italy's Italy's creeping up there to where, like, even Spanish football seems quite boring in comparison. But, you know, this is just generally. And and for me, I just – I like watching French football. So it is what it is. So for most people, they'd have France at the bottom, but it is what it is. Germany's fun to watch, but the reason it's fun to watch is the reason why you almost can't respect the stats for what they are, if that makes sense. So, I don't know. Sancho, listen, Sancho's good, and he's he needs time to find his feet. People were saying uh, Havertz wasn't that great, and then he found his feet, and now he's one of Chelsea's probably best five players. For hudson Adoy, him and his brother did what they needed to do. Okay, they used the Bayern Munich interest to get a five-year contract from Chelsea – I think the number was like a hundred thousand pounds a week. So they came up. They got their family generational wealth. Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> they teamed up. They were like, look, Bayern wants us to come. Chelsea doesn't want us to leave. Let's just see how much money, how much money can we get out of Chelsea Football Club? And they did what they needed to do. That's on top of the fact that he probably doesn't want to leave. Then he gets the bad injury. Sorry leaves. Lampard comes in. Maybe you think he's going to get another chance. But f- football doesn't stop. Nobody's going to wait the six, seven, eight, nine months it takes to get you back. And, oh, we'll just come back and find your find your legs. Hudson Adoy should look at Tammy, who's having fun in Roma right now, and then look at Loftus Cheek and ask yourself, who do you, which, which career would you rather have? Somebody who's gone to a place. When I was watching the, the Roma YouTube channel, and it was when... Tammy was uh, unveiled mm. and Mer- they were interviewing Mourinho and Mourinho said something that was very interesting and it's true. He said the, the uh, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, Tammy has big ambition. And the reason he knows he has big ambition is because it's very tough for English players to leave England. So the fact that Tammy was willing to leave Chelsea, London, the Premier League and come to Italy shows that he has something in him that wants to be great, that wants to get into the national team, that wants to progress himself. And Mourinho being a, a manager who managed in England for one, two, three and a half, four, five and a half, seven-ish seasons, like he knows the English mindset. And for him to say that about Tammy, I could apply that to Callum. 
you could be trapped by, you know, this is Chelsea. I, I want my story to be, it's a dream and all this kind of stuff. Like, bro, look at Loftus-Cheek. Loftus-Cheek is 20, he's going to be 26 soon. And I don't think he's played more than 200 professional games, even though he's one of the more, most talented youth players I've ever seen. He's a men amongst boys in that sense. And I get how you can just be trapped by the love for Chelsea and I want to make it at Chelsea and Chelsea is my dream. I grew up watching Drogba and Lampard and Balak and all these guys play. But you have to do at the end of the day what's best for your career and your family. Now, maybe what's best for their family is staying at Chelsea and taking that money because there's no way Dortmund is going to be paying him 100, 100K a week, which is probably why it's more loans than sell because who's going to take his contract? But the point remains, if you want to improve yourself as a as a player, you have to play. And you can't be you can't be hoping that maybe Tuchel will play me as a wing back when I'm not a wing back. No, no, it's, it's, think it's, about it's, that. No, no, like, no, 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 sorry, real quick. You know, Tammy has an obligation, you know, Chelsea have an obligation to buy things for Tammy. 80 million after after two years. So 80 million euros. I don't know what that is in pounds. So okay, so so let's say they offer that and Tammy rejects. Is it, is it a case of like if they offer that he has to now go back to, to Chelsea or it's still down to whether Tammy wants to go there or not? It's always in the players' hands. Oh yeah, okay. I you know, would because, assume. No, because my thing is so again, because this is this is an interesting conversation because it's like don't it's almost like a life thing as well, which is in life, what the kind of story you want to write doesn't necessarily happen. There could be a and, better story out there for you, man. There could be a better story out there for you. And also, life is about reacting to... You see, everything changes. Everything changes, and you have to react to, to, to change. And you just have to know how to adapt. And I think that's for Tammy. Now, obviously, he has to deal with racism, monkey chanting, and everything. So he's going to be introduced into that. So that's, so, so, <laughs> so that's there. But is that, for instance, like, I saw the Instagram video of when he arrived and the kind of appreciation he received. Yeah. Then after the game, he basically took off his jersey and threw it... For the guys almost tore his jersey as we're trying to fight to have his jersey. They're gonna love it, man. Yeah, so, so if you're telling me, so wait, wait a minute. I was at a club, yes, it's my boyhood club, yeah, of course, my boyhood club. But I was at a club where I literally was benched for a guy who doesn't know how to control a football. <laughs> and I had to say, wait, this doesn't make sense. I have scored more goals from open play in less stats than this dude who than anybody in the club. Than anybody in the club. So because, Jorginho was leading goal scorer based off penalties. Yeah, I mean, because see, this now a human thing is that what, what's it called? It's the saying because the saying that I say that it's better to be the king of a village than the servant in a palace. So Roma doesn't have the history and everything and, and the proverb that that's, that Chelsea have. But if you go to Roma and you ball that and so forth, that appreciation that you will get. That's has way. to mean something because my thing is in life everybody wants to feel appreciated go where you know? you're appreciated not where you're tolerated yeah where you're tolerated yes so so my thing is for for Tommy is see look at how this whole Roma thing goes because Chelsea like I think and that's just something that you have to learn because it's it's it's, it's true the issue with a lot of English guys is you get sold on this very kind of um, um, exceptionalism. Yeah, yeah. You're very in, inhibited, and basically, you know what? It's like Plato's allegory. It's like you believe that the world is England, and that's it. And then mm. you then leave the cave and be like, "Oh, geez, this stuff happens." And you come back and say, "Oh, do you know a whole world exists out there?" No, it doesn't. No, this is this cave is the world. That anything beyond the cave doesn't exist. So once you now break us and you go out there, like, oh, there's a whole new world. There's a whole new array of, of, of things and so forth. There's a whole new way of playing football and everything. So back to what's not doing, it's almost to, to, to the extent of handing a transfer request. You have to just be like, I want to leave. Either you let me go out on loan or you know what? I'm just going to just push for a move out because you have to look at what's happening. Bro, it's going to be hard for you to get any games. <laughs> you know. Do you know what the because, problem is? Because, because Chelsea always looking to get more players, more players, more players, more players. So you are you are very very low in the pecking order mm. in that Chelsea thing. So if an English player has the choice between Leicester and Dortmund, I think Leicester has the advantage in twenty twenty one. Yeah. 
But Leicester, maybe you can make the argument because what Brendan Rodgers does with youth players and he's a good coach. But I think you need to go. Just get out of the country, go learn something new, and just go to a different place and climate that's just a breath of fresh air. And and, and also Champions League football as well. Yep. Yeah. And, and and also as well, remember, they never replaced Sancho. Now, you may say Gio Reyna is sort of a replacement, but they just haven't replaced him. So Leicester if you don't have Haaland. Yeah, but yeah. And also, if you go there, you can now play... You, you will definitely be, be played in a in your strongest position. Mm-hmm. And you'll not be you, Reyna, with thingy there. And also, you've got Jude Bellingham, who can, who's, who's someone you can sort of be like, hi, this is the guy that I know. Yep. From, and so forth. So, let me see. It's, and it's and in Germany, sense. Germany, they speak English. Yeah, no, no, they speak, no. Because, you know. They speak great English. Because, <laughs> it, because English is a Germanic language. Mm-hmm. So the origins of English is from the Germanic plains. Because I always say that, wait, where do Germans know? How, why is their pronunciation so good for English? It's because the roots of the English language is Germanic. So Pink elephant, as Hefflep likes to call them. Pink pelican, pink pelican. Oh, well, they've changed from elephants to pelican? Okay. Well, elephants is right, but I say pelican. The normal thing is elephant, but I say pelican. So, Cristiano. <laughs> I will spit on my computer. <laughs> um, all right. First, the news of the day was Dan James is going to Leeds for thirty million. I don't know who is in charge of Leeds transfers or Manchester United transfers, but that seems like an odd number to me, for what I've seen. Um, but fair enough. Well, you know, when I hate in on, on somebody getting money, so there you go. Um, now Dan James wears number twenty-one. Cavani wears 21 for Uruguay. Cavani wears 7 for United. They're saying that if Dan James goes, Cavani's changing numbers to where Ronaldo can get 7. <laughs> People are really infatuated. Like, I, I care about shirt numbers, but I didn't realize how much everyone else cared about shirt oh, numbers oh, until oh, maybe oh, just recently because Messi wearing 30. If you told me that this summer would end with Messi wearing 30 in Paris and perhaps Cristiano wearing 29 in Manchester... Or twenty eight. Sorry. Whoa, whoa, hold on. He's he's holding. He's wearing twenty nine. No, 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 no. I'm twenty eight is an available number, and twenty eight <laughs> was the number that Cristiano wore at Sporting, and it was the number that he originally wanted to wear at United when he first came, and it's a number that's available that wouldn't take the permission of the Premier League and this and that. So if that's why I said if if you told me that Messi would be wearing thirty in Paris and Cristiano would be wearing twenty eight at Manchester, <laughs> in Manchester. <laughs> I mean, like, yo, what if, what if, what mushrooms have you been taking? What weed have you been smoking? Like, who, who's what? Where did you acquire this information? But it's a possibility that Messi, Ronaldo, they're both moving in the same. This, as as I texted you before, man, like the windows peaked, and we say peak a lot, but this is like this is one of those summers where it genuinely has peaked. I don't think. Mm. Like next summer is not going to be like this, is it? No, 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 no. You'll have Allen, you'll have Mbappe, you'll yeah. have Pogba. No, no, but because, but... because my thing, I thought if Mbappe made the move, we'd be like, oh. But even without the whole Mbappe move, if you told me in 2014, 2015 that Messi would move to PSG and Cristiano would move the back to Man United, I'd be like, hell no. Because the whole point was <laughs> Messi plays his entire career at Barca. Maybe one year, New those old boys. Goes, yeah, it goes back to Argentina. Yeah, Cristiano plays the bulk of his career at Real Madrid last few years in Sporting Lisbon. That's what I think would happen. But never would have thought that oh, Cristiano would now leave Real, move to Juventus, then move to United. And Messi would leave Barca out of a te- technicality and join PSG. So <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Bro, like, yeah, we've had Ramos leave, Donnarumma leave. Um, Lukaku going back to Chelsea, like it's so incredible. so many. Th- Arsenal's transfer window was funny, but not for great reasons. But 150 reasons. mil, 150 <laughs> mil. <laughs> you know they were <laughs> they call him Ben White. They were calling him uh, Benny Oyibo. <laughs> <laughs> ben Oyibo. <laughs> what's funny? What's funnier than that is. Arsenal could have had Tammy. They spent the money on Ben White. That Idiots. fifty that fifty million could have gone to get them the, the striker that they need. But they spent it on a defender, which perhaps they didn't because they let Saliba go to Marseille. Mm. So 
Arsenal's transfers are, are wild. Zero points from nine. We've talked about them in the past few few weeks, so we don't need to do it further. But no, no, but but just quickly, my point is like, it's so weird how people still want to blame AFTV for Arsenal's failings. Those are clowns. It's like Sorry. it's like do you, do you, it's like do you know how stupid you have to be? Where it's like a platform puts the microphone in anybody's face who wants to talk. AFTV are responsible for negative stuff going viral. So they should now do the do the right thing and stop the negative stuff from going viral. No. Our point is, whatever you want to say, you say. If this goes viral, it goes viral. But we have a duty, positive, negative, neutral, to for allow Arsenal fans to say whatever the hell they want. So That's kind of how I feel about Madrid Zone, by the way, HH. How so? They have a responsibility to Madrid fans to post everything that they get. Positive, negative, or neutral, and oh, no, no, no. it's it's not their fault if people decide to retweet it five thousand times. No, but my thing is, AFTV are not putting out news; they're literally getting a microphone and saying, "Hey, okay. Arsenal fan, talk." I hear you. I was wrong. I got <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. See, so no, no, it's it's, it's totally it's, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so my thing is like, you can't blame AFTV for you. Buying a dude called Ben Oibo for 50 million <laughs> for you deciding to hire a guy who puts out cones for Pep Guardiola and for you not appreciating Venga for getting you top four without spending five any nil. money. Five nil. I just remember the scores. Five nil. Like we're, yeah. we kind of have to discuss this. He's not he's not staying. Like we'll we'll get back to Cristiano, but this would seem like the perfect time to sack someone with the international break. Um you might as well. Now, maybe he could get off the technicality. Look, we, we played the champions of Europe or the champions of England. The Brentford thing was a blip, but we'll be back. Maybe he could sell you on that. But it's not just these three games. It's the past 18, 19, 20 months. What has he shown outside of the FA Cup that is positive? Even the players he signed, I, I don't see where this is going, really. As someone who's celebrating the Chelsea Champions League, uh, you should be really happy that Chelsea lost that FA Cup. Oh, how so? If Mbappe doesn't, uh, Mbappe, if Aubameyang doesn't shuffle Zuma and score that goal for two one. Oh yes, oh yes. Lampard, yeah, I know where you're going. I know Lampard going. wins a trophy, and you tell me if Lampard wins a trophy in 2020. The 2021 season, is there any chance with the FA Cup in his pocket that he gets sacked? Zero chance. <sighs> and if he doesn't get sacked, Tuchel doesn't come in. And if Tuchel doesn't come in, Chelsea don't win a Champions League. So really, we can thank Zuma again for getting shuffled because that led to a Champions League. Really, it's Aubameyang. So, you know, shout out Aubameyang. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I mean, no, you're right, man. You're right, man. I mean, it's like... Because um, Arsenal are state, they're stuck with Arteta partly because he won them a trophy. Because of a tr- and like there is why I said, like, how much value is that FA Cup? I don't give a damn whether it's the oldest trophy. <laughs> the the the, the, the trophies is see, it's that whole sentimental traditional crap that just pisses me off. That oh, it's the FA Cup is spent as the longest trophy in the whole world. <laughs> Who cares? It's a, it's 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 a, it's a side chick trophy, and because he won that trophy, that's why he's still the, the freaking manager. Anyway, look, you don't know the blessings that you're getting when you get them sometimes, you know. So losing, it it might have stung at the time, but would you rather have a Champions League and Tuchel or an FA Cup and Frank Homeboy? Kind of easy decision. Now, back, back to Cristiano. Let's talk about the Juventus tenure. So that's three years and a bit. Champions League failure, Champions League failure, Champions League failure. Um... Was it three different managers? Was it Allegri, <laughs> Allegri, Sari, and Pirlo? Oh, yeah, Sari. Yeah, Sari was there. I forgot Sari. Yeah. Um, they didn't do right by him. He did what he needed to do in terms of scoring goals, but the team, it just wasn't – it didn't function correctly, and they tried three different projects three different times, hoping that they could catch lightning in a bottle and win a Champions League. But overall, you would say the operation was a success, but the patient died. Oh damn! You know, <laughs> it's like look, we we did everything we needed to do. It went well. It just wasn't enough. Oh, no, no, and, no, and so, so ultimately, it was a failure. No, you can say 
you know, you can see that he was successful, but the whole thing was ultimately a failure. Mm. He was successful because he still scored, and he scored in those Champions League games. Against Ajax, he scored in both legs. Against Leon, he scored in that game. Um, he was top scorer last season in this in this Syria. Tons of winning goals and and so forth. So Big he was successful, but he said, "I'm going to deliver the Champions League for Juventus." And ultimately, you 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 didn't. Did so. they make the quarters even? Maybe. I think I think they did. Definitely not semis. No, so. no, no, no. <sighs> I think he'll look back at that time and think, maybe I could have stayed at Madrid. <laughs> he'll he'll never admit it because he's prideful, but I think if he looks back, he's like, maybe I could have stayed at Madrid. Yeah. I mean, because what's the worst that could have happened if he stayed at Madrid? They win maybe one more Champions League. No, no, because I think it was a whole money thing that's Perez. Yeah. He wanted to, he wanted to be paid more. Listen, he was never a Perez guy. Perez's guy was Benzema. Mm. It wasn't it wasn't Cristiano, but um and then this summer, Jorge Mendez, or is it Jorge? I'm not sure how you pronounce the Portuguese J, but Mendez, he was twerking all summer. Oh no, no, it's 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 George. You pronounce the J in Portuguese. Yeah. George so sure. George Mendez? Yeah. He was twerking all summer. First it was who was it? It was PSG, then it was Man City. Then it was oh no it was Real Madrid he had his boy on that show that I can't pronounce El Trungrito he had his, uh he's yeah Carlo Ancelotti wants him back that was all that was twerking that was just hopefully they'll bite on this then Man City came up I even read that he was offered to Chelsea but Chelsea weren't interested they were he was going to every big club in Europe like will you take him will you take him will you take him nobody was nobody bit until City bit. And then because City bit, United would enforce their hand. So my question to you is, did United want and need Cristiano? Or were they just trying to stop him going to Manchester City, which would have been an embarrassment to them? Oh, no, no. I think no. United never wanted Cristiano. And it's what it came to. That's when the whole City thing came through. Do they need Cristiano? It doesn't hurt. You always, I think, no, you always need a goal scorer. Because my thing is, he is a goal scorer. And you already have Pogba, you already have Bruno. And if you, if you have a guy who still got goals with Benadeski and Ramsey and a dude called Weston McKenney. <laughs> Bro, if you're giving me better supporting cast, we have be an American audience have hope, respect, right? Yeah. And and they'll and say and they'll say the same thing, Weston McKenney. So. You just you just find the name funny? You think it's funny? Yeah, it's hilarious. That's how I'm, Stephen A. No, but you said it like how Stephen A would say <laughs> Kwame Brown. <laughs> Slava Medvedenko. Slava Medvedenko. <laughs> look, look, man, they're, they're, they're doing Max Kellerman bad, man. Save Max Kellerman. Save Max Kellerman. They're doing him dirty. How many goals do you think Cristiano can get? I don't see. I don't think he's. People say, oh, he's going to get 40. He's going to get 35. I don't think he's going to play that many games or start that many games. Bookman, knowing knowing his his ego, he will force himself to start as many games. No, for me, I think, I think he'll play a lot, but maybe from the bench. You think? I think. Look, he's he's already he's already missed. Is it three games now or two games? He's missed three, three. games. Three, three games. Because what? I think the cannibal got how many goals? And he missed like what five, six games. Ooh. Yeah, he Was he missed like 30? 31? Yeah, and he missed like the first six or seven games due to the suspension. Drogba 16, scored 29. Drogba scored 29 and had AFCON. So. Yeah, but AFCON is what, two or three games? You I missed? think it was three or four. No, I, I, no, it's funny. I don't think AFCON, you don't actually miss those many games. Because I thought, oh my gosh, you're going to miss. No, you don't actually miss you know those what? many games. You know what? I think he missed two games that season because Ivory Coast didn't do well in 2010, mm. if I remember correctly. I think you missed like three games. I think you miss a cup game and like two league games, even yeah. if you get to, to the final. So just saying, they, he was robbed, man. Wayne Rooney was not better than him that season. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, but I could see Cristiano playing like he's, he'll start all the big games. But I think there'll be some games where he just he, he won't play because they have a lot of talent in attacking areas. So it it would make sense to where they just kind of preserve him for bigger. Bigger things, and I don't think he'd be too bad with that. The amount of <laughs> we can end on this. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of, uh, firstly, the amount of Ronaldo fans who are just happy to go to City, even though they've been with him since United, 
was quite funny. So our guy FG. <laughs> I was like, FG, are you are you going to city? He was like, of course I'm going to city. Like, why wouldn't I go to city? Like, we, we're we're gonna be managed by Pep. We he's gonna be getting fed by De Bruyne. Twenty four hours later, we back to United. I can't believe it. We back. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, no, but I think it just shows you the modern fan. And, it's and, so and, and, funny. And, and here's the thing, though, is that football will want to attack the guy who supports and follows the player. That they love wherever they they they, they, they go, mm. but should you? I because again because I think about myself. I don't I didn't follow Chelsea because I grew up with Chelsea and so forth. I followed Chelsea because of Zola. Mm-hmm. I was like, I like this player. This is my favorite player. Who does he play for? I'm going to watch all the games with with, with him. So if think, Zola yeah, now, yeah. so so if Zola now moved to another club, why shouldn't I follow him? When the reason I am with this club is because of this player, <laughs> it's just it's just that there's like a football, it's like an, an unwritten rule in football that says once you pick a team, you stay you with that team. Do you know but how that's, many? That's an unwritten rule. Do you know how many people on the planet Earth right now would have been served if they would have just followed Thierry Henry wherever he went? So there was many people who are, became Arsenal fans, especially black people, African people. Who were following Thierry Henry, or you could say Ian Wright, Thierry Henry, and Kanu. Those three destroyed generations of black people. (laughs) Caribbean, African, and you know, I think European by way of Guadeloupe and Martinique. They destroyed people. But if if you would have just been honest with yourself and been like, look, I'm a Thierry Henry fan, you would have followed him to Barcelona, you would have won the Champions League, you would have watched Messi at the very beginning, like everything would have been great. But because of that unwritten rule, I like Thierry Henry, but now you stuck with Arsenal. It's 2021 and you have no points. <laughs> this is, it's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> ah, Thierry, he was a gateway drug. I've made this argument my whole life. He was a gateway drug for a lot of black people, man. Especially my age, like 30 and under. No, no, it's, it's the same thing with Liverpool and John Barnes. Um, but at least, yeah. you know, that's been repaid, you know. You you got some Champions Leagues. You won the league yeah. at, at least yeah. finally, yeah. but Arsenal man, it's just, it's gone down and down and down. So I'm not laughing at the club. I'm just laughing at like the, the situation that that puts you in. But yeah, the modern fan has a access and connection to players on a level that previous generations never had. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, you know, everybody has a smartphone. All of that kind of stuff. Like, it makes sense how you could be attached to a person over a club in this era, you know? Yeah, no, no. I mean, it's like we we, we laugh at these messy Christian fans who basically go from club to club following their player. But I'm like, why should you? I guess forget this is just a game. <laughs> this is at the end of just a game, and it's about you being entertained and you being happy. It's not just a football thing. I mean, in basketball, you know how many people were Cleveland fans, the Miami fans, the back of mm. Cleveland, now the Laker fans. Like you're just following LeBron. You know, on, on, it, on, 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 but football has always been a culture of like it's it's, 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 it's a lot realer, you know, and so forth. You know, because put it this way, football fans are the same as, as basketball fans. Basketball fans are like, yeah, we follow our team, but yeah, it's a, but footballers are no, this is a lot realer and a lot deeper. Mm. So, yeah, I, I think it, I think it makes sense in 2021. I don't. I don't agree with it, though. I think if you pick a team, you should stick with them. And if you fall out of love with them, then you're just tough. It's, no, 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 just, no because, because the whole fun is the highs and it, the lows. Yeah, you know? no, because that, that's why everyone gets onto Gatlock. Because like Gatlock, you can't clown clubs when we don't know the club that you follow. Like that's on 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 unfair. The whole point. He's is, never said who he supports. He's never he's never said. So he said no, no. The whole point is. Everyone has a club, which means that when it's time to be clowned, you now can get clowned. So in 2020, Chelsea got clowned. 2021, I got everyone back. So that's that's I... the piece of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, what was, what, what, what do you say? You said I got everyone back. Like you actually were on the pitch. Like yeah, 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 yeah. I got you know, I I, I, I got, got my repayment, man. So this has been Talking Tactics Podcast. We do the podcast every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on Twitter. If you're on Spotify, give us a follow. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. Leave us a five-star review, and we'll read it on the show. Half of where can people get you? 
Have hope football hearts.com. I'm at Daniel to look. All the links are in the description. Remember to check us out on Patreon as well. $3 a month. You get access to the extras, Discord servers, blah, blah, blah. Next week, international break. We'll, 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 the reason we didn't take questions this week is because next week we'll do a mailbag and you guys can ask us whatever. So, Talking Texas podcast, sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Well, it's the value. Indeed. Peace, peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.